This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up, man? It's your boy Les, aka Ellie Dollar. And I'm here with DGB, and they just pulled up on me, man. H time. Top of the top, we got what we got. A little to lot that shot me a shot. All right, yes, sir, yes, sir. What's up, y'all? This is Fitty from DGB. We have to bring our talents down to H Town, and we got our boy Ellie Dollar. We just pulled up on him. What's up, bro? How you feeling? What's going on, family? What's the word? Man, cooling, bro. You know, we we had to come to Houston, pull up on you, man, get this DGB exclusive, man. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You're only right. I ain't seen you in a minute. Man, bro, it's been way too long. I know we was just talking about that. Like, you can't even tell how many years it's been because the pandemic just right. messed you up. You know, we went through a black hole. Yeah, you know for I mean? real. Just, like, time jump. Right, yeah, man. Like, boys got long hair, all kind of shit. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Hey, man. And, and Kai's been elevating, man. Right, right, and, right. And, you know, blessed to have been able to, you know, stand the test of time with this. Yeah, man. That, and that was the time. That was the time to get through, man. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Nah, nah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, man, let's, you know, let's kind of take it back to some of those times, bro, yeah. because, you know, the blog era, you know, that yeah. was, you know, a, a, a very interesting era in the game. Thanks. And, you know, because I feel like that was that transition from analog into digital. Thanks, you true. know, yeah. uh, people were still selling CDs, but we were coming to the transition of that yeah. being over. Yeah. Uh, can you kind of talk about, you know, like coming up in that era and you know what I'm saying? Like how that was during that time. Yeah, man, that was a different time, bro. Like I think we were talking a little earlier off camera and shit, but it's just about like, you know, back then, even when I was first starting out, the only way I thought that I could get somebody's attention was like pressing up CDs and handing them out like flyers. You know what I mean? And that, that shit means you would have to go hustle up some money, put it together, you know, get out there and actually hit the pavement. Yeah. Um, man, hand your CD to somebody that you don't work your ass off on and spend your money on, then walk back down the street and see that same CD sitting on the motherfucking ground. You know what I mean? And having to just, you know, suck your pride up and pick it up and keep going. Yeah. And, you know, that that was a grind, bro. Like, yeah. and that was a, I caught like the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I got, you know, with uh, DJ Mr. Rogers and how that my music got to Slim Thug and Rayface and all that happened. But the CD grind was just different, man. And I'll never forget when me and Rogers, uh, the first project I ever did with him, like I didn't know what was going on. I was just recording with bro. He, we, he had found me, we ran into each other. People know that story if they know me. Uh, we ran into each other and he sent me some beats and I was just recording to his beats, right? Just sending them back to him. I never worked with a producer before, so I didn't know how to, you know, that shit go. I was just recording in the closet over yeah. instrumental beats and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, some hood shit. And, and um, I'm like, I'm getting the records back from Rogers and the most crispy and shit, whatever, whatever. And then one day it was like December or some shit. Like, like I think it might've been like the last week of December and like, oh nine, the nigga just tweeted the mixtape. I ain't even hear the shit yet. You know what I mean? It was it was yeah. a settle for less volume one. Like it was my first real tape. He just tweeted that bitch and I remember he put the link up. 
And I was like, oh shit, it's out. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. fuck. Like, you know, I ain't know what to do, what to expect. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm used to the handing out. Like I did that first one and I was handing it out. And um, I remember the end of the day, he showed me the link and like that shit had like 2,500 downloads. And like, bro, it took me like six months to hand out a thousand CDs. Mm. So I was like, oh shit, look how much ground this shit can cover on his internet shit. Yeah. Like, at that time, I wasn't really like, tech savvy, you know what I mean? I was more like just not, I didn't give a shit. Like, you know, I was just living life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I started seeing the value of the the social media shit and then the blogs is when that came into play. Mm -hmm. And then I see my mixtape, like it, I'm pretty sure y'all posted volume yeah, one, absolutely. for sure. So like, why? I don't know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I have no idea why y'all posted that tape yeah. besides the fact that y'all clicked on that motherfucker listened to it, liked it, and felt it was good enough to put on your site and get some exposure to. Yeah. Everything had to be that organic back then, bro. And that shit was just a beautiful time. Yeah, nah, like, for sure. That shit was cool, man. So let me ask you this, where you, when, when that tape got tweeted like that and just popped up, like, were you in a panic? Because I mean, because that was just something so new. You know? I ain't gonna lie, I think I did text Roger, like, what the fuck? Like, it was like some shit, I don't, he probably remember better than me, but I was a little like thrown off. Cause yeah. I'm like, damn nigga, we ain't do the hard copies. We ain't do this, we ain't do that. And of course we did do all that. Mm -hmm. Like he did, man, Rogers was on top of shit, I ain't gonna lie. But it just, you know, like it literally, I, he just put that bitch together. And I'm glad he did that. Cause, cause it kept us from, Knowing me at that point, I probably would have over tried to overthink the shit or something like that. And let me know, maybe this song should go here. I think that, matter of fact, the first link we put out was fucked up and people was loving it. Word. Like, people was loving it. And Roger's like, man, I put the wrong link out. They had, it was like unmixed records on okay. that shit. And like, shit, I, I think that wasn't even on the album, mm -hmm. on the project. And then people was loving that shit. And then he put up the real one. And like, people just really went in. But nah, bro, like, yeah, when y'all posted the tape and shit, bro, like it, it was definitely like it was you and for sure traps and trunks. Yeah, that was the two the two blogs that was just like really really fucking with the down south underground, whether it was trap or whether it was uh like country rap tunes type shit. Yeah, that's how you know we linked up with Crit. Like all that shit was from that time, from that from from them two spots. Like yeah. for sure, DGB. Yeah. And traps and trunks for sure. Yeah, nah, for sure. And uh, shout out DJ Mr. Rogers because yeah. you know that that was who uh, you know was always keeping us up on. Yeah, you know, nah, so. for sure. Like when he would tap in, he would tap all the way in. He was like, yeah, we gotta get it to them. We gotta get it to them. So nah, for sure. Yeah, nah, absolutely. And then shout out to a lot of mixtapes too. You know, because during that time, and that was the next step. That, yeah, like yeah, this before we, we I didn't know we got that yet. <laughs> right. Okay. Shout out yeah. Thomas and all them, yeah. bro. Nah, they that shit they did wonders for for my little underground career for sure. Right. All you guys, nah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, nah, most definitely, most definitely. So, um, with so so being in that moment with you know as we're coming into the transition of you know digital taking over, mm. um, how long did it like take you to adapt? You know, to being like, all right, we're not gonna print out as many CDs. We're not gonna do as much hand to hand. But you know? nigga, I was broke. So shit, I had to quick as fuck. I was like, you mean I got print up CDs and shit no more? I could just literally get a cover, post this bitch and drop music? As Rogers had to tell me to calm down. I got the one to drop, like, like the pace I dropped now, I was ready to do that. Like I was like, wait a minute, I could do this. I could go in my closet, record a tape, get it mixed, 
and upload it and just watch like everybody fuck with it, fucking right. I'm just gonna keep like rinse and repeat, nigga. Like, I'm gonna yeah. keep doing this shit. Like this is cool. Like yeah. I, you just like it. Like it's cool. And I just locked in and started doing that. And I think the next project was like the uh, the beautiful struggle. Yeah. And that was the one that had like big crit on there. It was the first time Slim was on one of my projects. And yeah, man, I think like that was the one that that got me to like just the the next level of the blogs. I think we then on Smash started posting. Yeah, yeah. Two dope boys started posting, and then yeah. it was like you know just a continuous growth from yeah. that. <laughs> that new music cartel. Yeah, 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 new music cartel. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Shout out my boy Low T. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. From you heard that new sure. and over there doing this stuff with Ebro. Freaking legends, man. Yeah. yeah. Nah, for real. Put a lot uh, of people on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Now, would you say that it's easier nowadays um, in the industry, like to get your music heard and to get your brand out there, you know, than it was then? Because now it is a click of a button. I can't say that because the thing is, I remember when I was getting posted on Two Dope Boys and shit like that and, and, and DGB and every, it wasn't a trillion niggas getting posted. It was like a few, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that many. So, you know, I don't know how many people were submitting to these, to the blogs every day and getting denied who shit wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably most, you know, your space of knowing. But um, I do feel like for the average kid at home right now, yeah, it may be easier to make music and upload it and put it somewhere to get heard. But man, you got to get through a lot of noise you know what I mean? To catch mm-hmm. people's attention right now. Like you have to cut through a lot of shit for somebody to be like, oh yeah, I'll fuck with this. You know what I mean? So I think that's why I was telling you earlier. It's like, it's hard for me to tell a little homie what to do besides be consistent. Right. That's the only thing I can tell anybody like that wants to do anything mm-hmm. like right now. Cause it's just so much going on. Right, right. If you got a clothing line, there's 80 billion trillion clothing lines. You got to figure out what you're going to do to cut through and make your shit different. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, time in the game because on one side, you know, I look at, you know, at the time when people could be doing hand to hand and, you know, you have something tangible, you know, to give somebody, you know what I mean? And so and and then, too, thinking about it like, all right, you start the day, you got a box of CDs and you're like, all right, man, if I sell at least 10 of these, I got I'm making a hundred and I can get something to eat. And all right, my day is cool. But then I feel like when digital took over that kind of, you know, that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline went away not even like kinda that yeah, completely went away yeah. so then you know I, I wonder like how are artists even making you know like that little money like to get by like how they were making when they were doing the hand to hand well I mean the blessing of it is now like okay yeah you trying to do shit hand to hand back in the day but you just reaching the people you see every day right you throwing your shit on Spotify your shit hit the right algorithm or the right playlist you might not be making no money because you didn't sell 10 CDs a day, but you might get a thousand streams. Yeah. And them thousand streams was a thousand ears that you didn't have yesterday. Mm-hmm. Would that make you any real money in this game? Fuck no, that might make you some sense. You know what I mean? A thousand streams. But 
it'll it'll you touching more people. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to do with music. Like this is a label of love at this point. Niggas gotta understand, like, there's a lot of hustle rappers and it, I really feel like that hustle rapper time is gone. Mm. Um and what I mean by that, like your slim thugs, your 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 Jeezy's, your your um your Rick Ross's, the niggas that was like that, the Jay-Z's, like, you know, even myself, like the Nipsey's, the Dolphs, like, you know what I mean, the niggas that the, the Larry June's, like, yeah. you know what I mean, is is even Spitter, like, you know, all the hustle rappers, I feel like it's different now because you really gotta love this music shit. But beyond it being a hustle, and I'm sure everybody I listed does, but bro, like to 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 break through now, bro, like especially like Man, you gotta love this shit first. You gotta be able to consistently do this shit. You gotta understand that nobody gonna listen to your shit or watch your videos or do none of that for a good little minute. Mm -hmm. But as long as you keep pushing and keep like getting that new a thousand group, a thousand people every week or every two weeks or whatever, every month, however long it take, that shit gonna build up. With it, a nigga, like nigga say, like a uh, nigga Larry June, small numbers add up. You know what I mean, yeah. like. That's a real statement. Like niggas that, that come from that underground shit who watch niggas like Currency, you seen that. You yeah. seen it start off on the small blogs and get bigger and bigger. It was like a snowball effect. Yeah. So like now you gotta do the same thing, but I feel like it might take longer. Mm -hmm. But I know, you know, we were saying something earlier about the viral shit. That's the other way it can happen for you. Right. But it's like, damn, you gotta watch out because that viral shit, the integrity, the, the line between your giving up your integrity to do something stupid to go viral or doing something dope to go viral. Sometimes it's a thin line, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, because it's like, how long are you going to chase clown right, shit? Right, you know right. What I'm you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, no, nah, for sure. So do you feel that artists, um, you know, like, do you feel like artists have, I guess, less opportunities, like, to be original, like, with their music nowadays, you know what I'm saying, when they... I would think they would have more, mm. because it's now, like, you have access to everybody, so there's a group for anything. Mm. That's why the only reason I exist, because there's a group of people in this world who's like, yeah, we fuck with less, they like this shit that I'm yeah. talking. Mm. I'm not... Bro, I watch people be like, who is this nigga every day? Yeah. You know what I mean? For you saying as long as I've been doing it, I always see that under like a post or whatever. And people are like, who is this? Who, what the fuck? Who is this nigga? I never heard of him. I'm in Houston. I never heard. Yeah. You see that shit. But at the same time, I exist and I exist in a pretty cool fucking level. Yeah. Because there's a group of people out there that's like, nah, we fuck with dude. And I think that if you're a young and up and coming artist, what you got to do, and this is what I did, is I focused on if it was fucking 50 of them. Focus on that fifty. Hmm. That fifty gonna tell another. Tell that fifty gonna turn into a hundred. That hundred gonna turn into two. That two gonna turn. Into, you know what I mean? It's just gonna. Keep, you gotta just focus on who fuck with you. Yeah. And they gonna spread the word because they gonna be dedicated, bro. All the fans I got for the most part, bro. I still see. I watch these people go from being like seventeen to motherfucking twenty seven. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like like they've grown ass men now. Yeah. And and they still you know putting new people on my music every day. Hmm. So I feel like with all these avenues and streaming services and YouTube and social media and different ways of like just getting your shit out there and I, even like the algorithm shit could suck but sometimes it might push you in front of some new people so yeah. you just gotta like just i think they i think they could it's easier to just come out on like your own original type of time right now like yeah. like when i was first coming out like it was damn near like you it was still the tail end of like you had to be from somewhere or do be some type of way you know what i mean right. like it, just, mm -hmm. it was still that like you know what i mean like now 
niggas don't even know where you're from. You could right. be from motherfucking, you know, wherever, bro. Like, you could be from Montana. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know, come up with a Yellowstone mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And then you're going to take off. It's <laughs> nah, like, nobody going to ask no questions. Nobody cares as long as you shit jamming. You know what I mean? And you interested. Yeah, nah, for real. Nah, that's true. I mean, like, it's definitely, I mean, the internet, like, made it almost borderless. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you don't necessarily have to. I don't be caring. I even be asking where to do. I just be like, oh, that's jamming. That's cool. I mean, a lot of people didn't and don't know that, like, Lil Uzi is from Philly. Right, right, yeah. You wouldn't think, like, he's nothing like a Beanie Siegel or Meek Mill. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes that come from there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, even, like, you'll hear that with with, um, just certain people, even from down here it'll be like oh they style different i didn't know yeah you know what i mean so yeah nah, for sure so um you you've been uh a part of i mean two different camps where yeah. you know it's been an independent focus right, but right, then right. like those artists have also dabbled into mainstream situations yeah, you yeah. know boss hog outlaws with slim thug yeah. um you know dealing with currency with jet life right, and all yeah. that um can you just talk to like some of the things you may have learned from you know working with like these two ceos that like i said have mainly an yeah. independent mindset man both of them they have so many similarities just like outside the cars and shit like that it just I like man, them dudes go like the pace that you see me work at right now with that rapid pace of putting out music and shit like that. I got that from literally having to like you know boss. I got boss. I got lost was a group also. It's a lot of niggas in it. You know what I mean. I wasn't nobody special. I didn't get no special privileges or nothing. But I would jump. I would, that nigga Slim would hit me every day. Come rap. I was gonna. I showed up. If he was laying a verse or working on an album, he would be like, lay a verse. There's so many songs that, I, that my verses got cut off. And I don't mean it not cut off in like a bad way. Like, no, your verse ain't good enough. It was just practice. Like, I wasn't meant to be on all the songs, but it was like, you know, if he does a song, you do one too. And make sure, you know, your chops is good. Like, you're working quick, quick. And that's why I started dropping mixtapes every month. And then even before I knew Currency, I'm watching him just as a, you know, like a... a getting inspiration and seeing how how big the, the, the big homie move is like yeah. you seeing like you know oh he dropping a lot of music he keep he focusing on his fan base you know what I mean like he just like he's tapped into his well and he's he's feeding them bro like he, he's feeding his fans and his fans are turning into rabbit fans they like mm-hmm. he could drop in the next day they asking for a new project and it's seeing now other people are seeing it and they're like oh man what the fuck what's so great about this dude now they yeah. tapping in and you know they learning so it's like watching them work it made me learn to work at that pace and then like even them doing the independent and the major thing I could tell with both of them that the independent route was where they was like where they thrive yeah like you know what I mean I seen Spitter do the label thing and I seen him do the independent thing he thrives in that independent space though like he you know because he can do what the fuck he want to do right you know what I mean he can drop when the fuck he want to drop pick the beats you do you know like ain't got to deal with A&Rs and I've seen that with like a lot of homies with labels when they just doing their own shit they killing it. Yeah. When that label get involved and you got to listen to this suggestion or this thing or this thing, or maybe they want to, you should do a song with this person. All of a sudden it's like, uh, you can tell their heart ain't really just like in it. Yeah. And even with Slim, like you can just tell the independent route, like he killing it, but my, he can have my favorite album from him still, the one he did with the major already platinum. I just yeah. love that shit. Oh yeah. yeah that's my shit. But yeah, but yeah man, I learned a lot from both them dudes, bro. They both like, 
even before I started rapping, that book like Slim was my one of my like, if not my favorite rapper. And I ain't saying that just on some homie shit. I literally like was outside of Hastings yeah. back in the day. Uh, in, in the summer, like what, like I forgot, oh five, waiting for already platinum to come out. You know what I mean? One of the first people in the store to grab that bitch. So it's like I, I always watched how they move, even before I even wanted to rap. It's just I thought it was dope that these niggas was underground and had the fans that they had and had the bread that they had and the movement that they had. It just it showed you a different way. It showed you it was real. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it is actually tangible. You can touch this. Like a lot of rappers back then was like superheroes, you know yeah. what I mean? It looked kind of hard to achieve what a young Jeezy achieved, or right. even a Kanye, because Kanye was just fucking, you know, out, out this world. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that's real, man. And uh, you know, speaking of um, speaking of uh, Slim Thug, like I, I was blessed to be able to work that first project. I did the Damn. marketing on that first project. I was at, at Geffen, Damn. and yep. so that yeah, man, that was early in my career meeting Slim and like seeing his work ethic coming down here to Houston yeah. and like being in the studio with him. I mean, it, it was crazy. It's a hell of a time, man. Yeah, yeah I wish I got you know. Well, I Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I, mean, I got to see it as a fan though, and that was just as cool. I'm not, that, that, but it's cool to like hear his stories and all the shit he told me about that time. Word. Yeah, nah, nah, definitely a, a, a legendary time, man. Shout yeah. out to uh, Masa Mohawk, man. He, oh, yeah, he really yeah, like, Masa, yeah, 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 bro, held me down. He got a lot of legendary footage man, in the cut. Come I'm on, sure. yeah, most definitely. Need to holler at him about, about, about a documentary or something, right? Like that. Right, for real. For real. So, so like, let's talk about even some of your, uh, like some of your early projects, man. Like yeah. Menace. Like, oh, man. that mixtape was, was, was so classic from the artwork to, I mean, just, I mean, I remember like, what, you had like DJ Byron one. Uh, yeah, had, it was a lot of, yeah, I did that. And then I had a lot of other people, Beats on there, yeah. Rogers on that shit. Mac Miller was on there. Yeah, Mac Miller. Don yeah. Kennedy. Yeah, that was a cool tape. That was a cool. Yeah, man, I've done so many. It's crazy because like when you name one, I could remember like where I was and what, what point in my life I was at when I was doing it. Wow, so, wow. yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't think about. I'm always like moving forward, mm -hmm. but like I don't really like sit down and think about like shit from back then. So somebody asked me yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, nah, it's cool. I like tell you when the last time I heard that tape. Wow, wow. So it's interesting. I, I read somewhere that you said that uh, E36, uh, you mm -hmm. felt like that was maybe like your most successful project, mm -hmm. but it didn't like, since it wasn't a stream, since it wasn't during the stream era, yeah, you didn't yeah, feel yeah. like it really got like the, the eyes or the attention that it got. Yeah, could've. yeah, yeah. It, it, man, it got a lot of reach. I, I wouldn't say it's my biggest one. I can't call it. I, there's like a few projects. I feel like mm -hmm. each one of them like took me to another level. Like I would say Beautiful Struggle made me like, so like solidify me as an artist in Houston. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then um, E36 was a few years later. Mm -hmm. And that one was the one that got like the it got like an XL from Double XL magazine, and 
got like all this love from like different publications and I didn't do none of that. It just naturally got it. Mm. It got a lot of fucking downloads. And like, I think I did my first little sold out show down here from that project. Mm. Now it was after Gran Turismo, but it was back to back. So mm. it was like that same year. Yeah. And that actually then that right after that project, it led to me and, and um, this, I think Splitter hit me like two weeks after Gran Turismo came out. But mm. yeah, man, it was, um, it definitely like got me to a higher level. Like it's one of them tapes that, that it was just one of them points. Cause I think the boss outlaw thing at that point would kind of like put on pause because mm -hmm. everybody was doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. So that's when I kind of had to like step out on my own. That was the first project that I did the whole steak and shrimp brand. Mm -hmm. So that's when all like, that's when the real like independent, less solo on his own grind started pretty yeah. much. Like everything before I was with boss hog and you know, and with Rogers and shit like that. But this is when I kind of like stepped out on my own and just started like, you know, me and Georgie got together and it was from that project on, we was wow. grinding. Yeah. yeah, cause which one was the one where you uh you on the cover, you kneeled down, you got the hat on to say steak and shrimp, uh, right? That now. was, uh, it was one of the steak and shrimps. I, yeah. I think it might've been one. Yeah, I think that yeah, was yeah, the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah yeah, 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 you got the uh, sweatsuit on. Yeah. Yeah, my um, and that was that was like a year after E thirty six. I was all like, you know, just got the rolling, like. Yeah, and so then, when did you start your label, Dio's? Uh, Dio's, twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, summer twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, cause um, Dio's was a um a idea between me and my and Georgie, who mm -hmm. was like at a time he did like he's my bro. He did all my videos, mm -hmm. all my media, like you know all our merch designs, all that. And we just decided to like, you know, like, man, we doing this, so let's put a, a brand together. And um, we was gonna, we was toying with the idea of like DIY, mm -hmm. cause we just were some real do-it-yourself type dudes. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, that brand name was too vague. Like if you type it in on, on like a Google search, you're gonna get DIY, how to shoot, you know, whatever. Right, right. Uh, build, whatever, you know what I mean? And um, we was in Japan for a tour I had out there. And he came up with the idea of Dios, hmm. and it has a double meaning of did it ourselves, and then Dios means God in Spanish. So it's like, it's just a cool, you know what I mean, play on words. And then, yeah, we was like, shoot, it'd be a good brand name, a good label name, you know what I mean, something different. Yeah. And yeah, we started that during the, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy, it took off during the pandemic. Yeah. Like we were able to open the store in the middle of a pandemic Word. and it just yeah. kept growing. So yeah, it, it was cool. Man. That's like unheard of, man. Like, yeah. to, you know, cause we heard of so many people closing down businesses, close, yeah. closing down brick and mortars. And then during that time, to, yeah. you were to, able to, to. Yeah, like take a leap. And I mean, we felt like it was there. Like Georgie had a lot of faith also. He was just like, if we killing it online like that, Think we just know like we're real self-aware of where we at. Mm -hmm. Texas still has like a real old school crowd at times. They may not be real big at just, you know, ordering shit online and type of shit. So we were like, if we got a space for them to pull up, mm -hmm. I bet you we'll kill it. And, and we did that and yeah, a lot of people pulled up and it still was going crazy online. So yeah. if, you know, it helped with that. Mm -hmm actually gave people something tangible instead of like having to wait and shit. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. And then during the pandemic, you also dropped a joint project with Bun B. Yeah. Yeah, that's Distant. Yeah. yeah, shit crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing, like, Got man. Some joints on there, man. He, um, that's some shit like, you know, coming up, I never would have thought that I would, you know, like, it was crazy the other day, like I posted a clip, somebody sent me of Ninth Wonder saying that, uh, 
like like I'm like vintage Bun B. He was in like a Duke classroom telling people like, yeah, dude named Ellie Dollar Sign reminds me of Vintage Bun. And I'm like, man, I grew up watching this dude. Like, I'm just like, Bun's always been, him and Pimp is UGK is my favorite. Like them, them uh, Slim Thug, like Big Timers, like is that type of shit is what raised me. I'm not, I can't sit there and be like, Oh, nah, it's Biggie, Tupac. Like, that's just not what I was jamming. Like, I heard it. Yeah. But Big Time is UGK, Slim Thug, E-40, like, you know, shit like that was really getting played. And um, being getting the opportunity to even just have a relationship with Bun and him jumping on a few fucking projects and him being, like, just cool was cool enough. Yeah. Him becoming, like, a mentor to me and a really good friend mm. and just, like, you know, a dude that's... He hasn't done an album with anybody else on some rap shit right. besides Pimp until he did the one that we did. Right. When I heard him say that, it was tripped me the fuck out. And I was like, damn. So, you know, like, there's a lot of people he could have did that with and fucked with. And we went out there, bro, and that was probably one of the coolest experiences. We went to this uh, studio called Sonic Ranch. It was in the middle of nowhere. That's why we did it, because it was during the pandemic. Okay. And a friend of his was out there, uh, David Satek, he was out there. And he was already, you know, using one of the, the studio rooms. So he was like, man, come out here. It's literally in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert on the border in Texas over there, like outside of El Paso, like maybe 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, there's nobody here. They have their own cooks and, you know, like food, everything's like on site. So we pulled up and man, I made the beats and we rapped and that shit was cool, man. Like, dream, like some dream bucket list. But I didn't have that on my bucket list. Like, yeah. that, that's so beyond the bucket list. Like, it wasn't even, you know, like, that's why, I, like, when niggas be like, who you gonna do a joint project with? I'm like, shit, I'm straight. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? Besides working with, with, with Slim and Killer, like, Boss Hog Outlaws, that's my yeah. brothers. Like, yeah, like, I mean, shit, I got one with Bun B. Like, fuck, fuck, I mean, fuck yeah. you gonna tell me, man. I mean, to be able to say that, like, yeah. you the only person that Bun why, got an album. Like, nigga, like, I don't even consider myself in the rap game, bro. I'm in the less game. Rap game, on, mm. I never really got love in the rap game, bro. But I always got love from, I got more love from the legends and the niggas I grew up listening to mm. than I feel like the, the rap game. Like, mm. what I mean, like, like, you know, the publications. I seen some nigga the other day hating on me. Uh, uh, well, I forgot his name. He one of them white up north niggas mm. was talking crazy, said something about he don't fuck with my music. And I was like, man, like, nigga, you ain't never rode in no slab, mm. been in Texas, did none of that shit. You don't fuck you talking about you fuck with my music. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's some rap game, little, little nerdy motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? But the Bun B's, the Slam Thugs, the E-40s, the, the, all these legends, niggas I grew up on that I never thought I would, I never paid for a feature. These niggas fucked with me, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. and even a lot of these niggas' favorite current rappers, they fuck with me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm not in the rap game, I'm in the less game, bro. And, and to get with Bun B and do an album, shit, nigga, nigga can't tell me shit. I don't give a fuck with none, none of any of y'all niggas yeah. do. He ain't do it with y'all. That's real, you know that's I mean? real. So, and, yeah. bon, and, and, and Bon probably fucked with you because of your individuality, yeah. like how you move. Bun ain't, Bun not gonna fuck with nobody who got a flawed character. He not gonna put his name on no on no album cover with somebody who got a fucked up reputation or is a fuck nigga or can't rap or can't do no music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, shit. Anybody got to ask about me? Look at that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't do a lot of interviews. There's not a lot of press on. What's good, y'all? It's Aaliyah from the Young and Dumb Show. I have something for you. 
If you're young and interested in learning more about different careers, becoming an entrepreneur, and really get into the bag, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Young and Dumb Show. On this show, we sit down with the biggest, and I'm talking the biggest, career professionals, entrepreneurs, influencers, and entertainers to break down how to be successful in different industries. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Let's get it, y'all. So if you want to know something about a nigga, just look at that that, right. that move. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Look at the niggas that fuck with me. Look at the other artists that that you know that rock with a nigga. Do you have a favorite song on that project? Oh man, maintain, mm. maintain. Like it's just man that that it's like just like I said about minutes when you listen to something, it mm. brings you back to exactly where y'all was at. And like bro, when I hear that record, I can I can smell the the. The, where the studio was, mm. I could. It feels like I could just walk out that door and we'd be back over there. You know what I'm saying? Wolf Spiral. I mean, I love the whole project, bro. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. It's always gonna be close to my heart. I actually did make the beats like on the spot. You know what I mean? I was like, gonna ask you. Know, I haven't even been producing much lately, but for that, like, I did them on the spot because I had when he told me, like, he told me like maybe two or three days before that we was gonna try to go. So I, I was I was at the crib and. I tried to cook some shit up, but it wasn't really coming together. So I was like, fuck it. I just found some like shit that I wanted to chop up, some samples and shit like that. And I was like, I'll just do it when we get there. Mm. You know, I feel like, fuck it, ain't nothing else to do but make yeah. beats. And everything I was making, he was fucking with. And wow. shit, we just banged that shit out, bro. Yeah. That shit was cool, man. Yo, had you always been making beats like on even your previous projects and stuff? I started in 2019. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started in 2019 with a, a project called Original Player. And yeah, because uh, Rogers always would tell me, like, bro, you, you could do this shit. Like, yeah. your ears, you know, you pick great beats, so you could probably make them. You just yeah. gotta learn the program. And I ain't gonna sit there and say I'm the rawest at all, nowhere near. I'm still learning on that shit. And um, it takes me time. That's why I kind of like rather still get with like great producers like Tavares Jordan, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers, uh, Happy Perez, mm -hmm. and all the people I work with to like just you know let them make the beats because it will get done in a timely fashion. With me, it'll take forever. Man, you must be doing something right, bro. You didn't got Bun to do a collab album with you that you produce all the tracks for, and yeah. you not even a. Known producer? That too. Like for him to even have the faith to, you know, like to, you know, like, want to do that. I mean, y'all chemistry yeah. is crazy though, so I can understand yeah, it because nah. everything I hear y'all. That's, that's my dog. Like I said, it's crazy. I just one of the closest homies. You know what I mean? Like you know, that that's my dude, bro. Yeah. Like, and it's cool to have somebody like you know. Anytime I'm like need some rap advice or some shit, it's him or Slim. Or both. You know what I mean? I get two point of views on the on the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they usually be on the same page. But yeah, that's my word, favorite. word. Yeah, I like on uh, the new album, Bigger Than Texas, on the song uh, Game Plan yeah. with Bun, where you came in on the first verse, like looking yeah. to my eyes, like yeah. taking like his lines from yeah. uh, The yeah. Steel Riding Dirty. Right, like, right. That, man, that was classic. Right, man, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, that, man, that album, bro, like, man, Bun got some crazy, like, who gives a damn if you can't afford the turkey or hell? Man. Like, like, you know Come what on. I mean, bro? Like, that boy, like, that. Yeah, yeah, man. He he got some lines, bro. Yeah, like, he one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, for days. And wow. shout out to Trill Burgers, man. Yeah, Word. Yeah, man, that pivot has been crazy. Oh yeah, he's been having like his last few years could be. A, they they need to make a documentary between a rodeo and 
the burger shit and like he's still doing music. Yeah. Popping up, killing features and shit, man. He, yeah, nah, it's for just real. a blessing, bro. Nah, he's killing it, man. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go tap into Trill Burgers while we in town. Got too, to, so. got to. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So let's talk about the new album, Bigger in Texas. Yeah, man. Uh you dropped that, was that in May or June? Uh July. July. I mean, I'm sorry, June 27th. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. June 27th. Okay, word, June yeah, 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I snuck that in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> See, man, man. <laughs> yeah, I had it. Um, I had been working on it for like a year. Mm -hmm. I was putting out other shit, and most of that was just songs that I knew wasn't gonna cut it. Mm -hmm. And um, when I finished in like mid May, I was like, we was aiming to drop the end of May, but I was like, nah. June twenty seventh is a cool ass date. Yeah, it's next month that give us more time to like promote and do shit. So I, yeah. yeah, we did. Word. Nah, that's what's up, man. It's um, naturally, one, you know. Yeah. The song Candy Blue with uh, Killer Kalyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the next video. We actually oh, really? That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had that bitch Tavares Jordan went crazy with that beat. Killer's yeah. verse is nuts. Yeah. Killer definitely one of the best rapping niggas in this game. I'll put him against anybody. Yo, you know what I'm saying? For, like, for real. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I'll put the house up on Killer. Uh, yeah, on Killer Kalyan, y'all. Nah, man. Show me somebody out rapping. All the niggas with, with the bars know about Killer Kalyan. They know about him. Yeah, so. yeah, nah, for sure. And then you dropped the video, what it is, with Slump Thug. Yeah, 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 man. I made that beat, uh, and I made that. That's one of the first beats I made, actually, like back in 2019. Oh, wow. And it just, it's finally, like, I, I knew what I wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't the right time. And then, like, I finally, like, all right, bet, you know what I mean? Put Slim on here, kind of bring back that Star Trek already platinum type vibe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that shit, he went off, so, like, it worked out crazy. It wow. Worked, you know? Word. And then uh, Freddie Gibbs, who, you know, you got a yeah. great relationship yeah. with. Yeah. and all that. Yeah, he's on uh, the uh, Papa Do's Platter Papa song, platter, man. which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So you said, a you said a line in that song that was like real interesting to me, man. You said you successful as a black man, but you could still be ducking hollows. Yeah. Like that, that, that's just so real because I, I was just having a conversation with somebody just about like the black experience and how no matter what type of success you get, no matter even what types of rooms you try to put yeah. yourself in, no matter what, you still black. It's still the same. Like, and, yeah. You can't even have things, you know what I mean? The same way like, you know, other races can. Some, might, some people might be like, oh, that's ignorant, whatever. Nah, man, like. When you when, when you a black man and you got a Rolex, or you say you got a good ass job and you decide to get you a Rolex and a bust down Cuba, but you still you know got to keep a pistol with you just in case you know a nigga gonna bust a move. You know what I'm saying? And this on ain't on no gangster shit. It's on some man shit. Right. You know what I mean? Just making home type shit. But you could be of another race and another you know like you know and, and walk around with a presidential rolex on and nobody's gonna think twice or fuck with you about it yeah you know what i mean well not your own kind you know what i mean like right. it happens right. like it's not we're not like like there's not burglaries and robberies it happens but i mean it just happens way more rampantly to us by us yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like it, it doesn't matter what you do like at least getting robbed rappers getting robbed uh, scammers getting robbed, <laughs> right. uh, like you know, like anybody like that's showing off getting robbed. But I mean, also if you're gonna show off, like you know, you gotta know what come with it too. Yeah, so, no, that's real. Yeah. I, I think in Friday when they show uh, 
when they show Debo come in the neighborhood yeah. and everybody start tucking in their yeah, chest. Yeah. That's like the perfect way to kind of break that yeah, down. Because in our own neighborhoods, around pretty is. much like, our own partners. You're not you're gonna be kind of feeling different. You're not like, you know what I mean? Niggas, niggas don't put on all they I mean, some niggas put their jewelry on and go run to the neighborhood, but most niggas with sense don't, you right. know what I mean? Right. Nah, nah. Yeah, nah, that's real. Shit, even when we go shoot content in the hood, I don't yeah. wear none of my jury. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, niggas be hungry. Man, I'm telling you, boy, and you be out there looking like what? It's tough times, too. It's tough times. You can't be playing in people's face. You know yeah, what I mean? that's like, real. You got you to gotta definitely respect all situations. Yeah. And everybody ain't having it their way right now. So, yeah. desperate times. You know, desperate measures. Yeah, that's real. Yo, ass get the looking like and a mama that was platter. And them drugs is real. Drugs be having niggas taking out their mind, thinking they can pull shit off that they can't. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that part. Yeah, nah, that's real. That's real. Um, so then, uh, with the album, with, with bigger than Texas, um, you say you say uh, the visual was uh, Killer Kalyon is coming next. Yeah, 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 Candy Blue. Okay, and then the deluxe version coming out price was the end of this month too. Mm. So yeah, I got. Just some mixing to get done on that. Word, word. Yeah. Do you ever drop uh, screwed and chopped versions of your albums? Um, I haven't in a minute. Man. I just got to reach out to the Chop Stars homies. They used to just do them off the rip. I, I got to uh, holler at them now. But yeah, that's that's the, that's the family. So word. okay. Yeah, yeah, I need to. I mean, shit. If anybody's music needs to be uh, uh, slowed and chopped, I mean, who the fuck else? Right. But you know, you know, sometimes you know they be just on the major shit. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Word, yeah, hell yeah. No, I get sure. Rogers to do it, DJ. Mr. Rogers hey, cold with it too. Come on. Yeah. yeah, nah, that'd be hard. So so outside of music, I mean, you you dabble in a in, in a lot of things, man, from yeah. you know, collecting cars to um, you know, I, I know you in the acting, but then one of the most like, interesting what, what I acted. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I, I, hey, look, you know what? I seen you. You know what? I, I said appreciate that, it, but not. I, I said that because I seen you post something on your IG and you was oh, like, no, I'll rapper, be actor. Oh, okay. I'll okay. be trolling. Nah, nah man. That'd just but, be funny shit. But what I do want to tap I'm into. I'm a very good dancer, too. <laughs> nah, fuck Yo, what I do want to tap into, though, bro, is your wrestling career. Oh, yeah. That, my short lived wrestling career. Yo, man, because I was I mean, tripping, man, when I seen you. I mean, you was doing like the real, like, Chris Jericho. Like, you know what I mean? Scissor kick joints, like man, I be fucked up. I went out there, kicked some ass. I retired on top. You know what I'm talking about? That's what's up. Now shout out to Booker T. Shout out to Brad Gilmore. They have a wrestling league down here called Reality of Wrestling, and it's Booker T's league. And man, it's cool, bro. Like a lot of people that you see at the top of the WWE and shit right now, they came through reality of wrestling like they train people then they have like their own like program and, and their own um they get they get on street they have like their own youtube channel okay and they doing numbers like you know what i mean so it's cool it's like a, it's like independent rap almost it's independent wrestling mm -hmm. and uh he hit me up man and yeah they wanted me to you know they put a little storyline together for me to do some wrestling and it was cool yeah it was cool but respect anybody that do that because i did that shit just that short time and had all kind of injuries man that shit is real and and i didn't have to get up and do it again the next day so yeah. you know them niggas they get hurt they got to get up and, and 
get in front of the cameras and do all that shit however they feel. Yeah. So much respect to anybody who wrestling. I might make a comeback one day, we'll see. Yeah, man, we need you know to see that, man. <laughs> hey, I saw something that you had uh, posted on Instagram where I, I think it was like you made a creator player on yeah, the yeah, WWE yeah, game. Yeah. But I was tripping at first, like, bro, in the game? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, sure you see the Master P, dog. I, I grew up watching P, you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, P was with on. WCW, so yeah. like, I'm like, shit, I get to do that on a small scale with my shit, so yeah. fuck it. Like, I'm do what he did you know what i mean yeah no nah, that's real how long did it take you to like actually learn like how to do like some of them stunts some of them moves because i mean everything you, you weren't see, doing no everything you see me doing that ring i learned 30 minutes before we did it. oh wow yeah wow oh, okay so you just and that's right like anybody man. that will vouch for me like that literally was like there is, is a group of dudes called la familia shout out to them mm. they were like hey bro you want to try this and i was like i mean you you think I could do it? They're like, hell yeah, we'll show you, man. Hmm. And yeah, and all this shit worked out. So I don't know how I was able to pull it off in front of that crowd, but shit, we did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit was cool. Right, right. Um, do you think that, uh, do you think that the, the laid back, you know, chill, relaxed flow, like, do you think that that niche or do you think that that, you know, just like vibe within rap is starting to like become kind of like a trend or something that like everybody's trying to do? I see it. I, I do see it because you got, you know, you got the homies like Larry June killing it, Jay Worthy killing it. Um, you know, you got the legends who've been doing it, the Dom Kennedys, the the currency, the fucking godfather of the whole shit. You know what I mean? It um I, I did see you you could tell like when all the covers started looking like some dudes started all squatting by cars or old BMWs and everybody covers started looking the same. I'm not talking about none of the people we just named. I'm talking about like on the algorithm I'll see like little young homies and shit. And it's dope to me to see, like, you know, people wanting to do something different besides, like, you know, the melodic rap that took over and all that shit like that. But I would like to see, you know, like, you know, everybody kind of re represent themselves. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, a lot of people I'll see be like, oh, let's say, like, uh, Ellie Dollar, uh, Currency, and, uh, and Larry June, or et cetera, et cetera, is all the same. Mm -hmm. But nah, they're nowhere near that. Larry represents the Bay, you know what I mean? He represents that shit like a Bay nigga, you know what I mean? From the way he talks to the lingo, to the cars he drives, to how he dress. Spittle represents an N.O. nigga from how he carries himself, how he does, you know what I'm saying? Like to the cars he drives, to the way he moves, to the way he talks, to the way he say shit in his raps. Mm -hmm. Me, I sound like a nigga from, from this motherfucking Texas nigga. Like I, I drive nothing but slabs. I got a couple BMWs. Got bun and you know what I mean? Like you hear that twang in my music, you hear the chopped and screw hooks. I represent this area, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, like when I hear somebody from an area sounding like somebody from another area, it's like, okay, you not representing you not doing like Jay Worthy, yeah. he sound like what he sound like, you know, some classic LA shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Perico, he sound like some classic LA shit. Mm -hmm. Even like Gibbs, Gibbs sound like a, you know, like Midwest box frame, Cadillac music rapid fire smooth at the same time you yeah. know what i mean like everybody got they like you could tell where they from and where they coming from mm -hmm. so if you a young homie coming up trying to do that you know what i mean just make sure you bringing it like you know your own way you know what i'm saying don't don't be too similar you know because when 
like I said, they'll try to box you in quick and let's not play this shit out either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I hear a lot of beats sounding the same. Even me, like me and um, Tavares, we was like, we made a conscious effort on um, Big in Texas mm -hmm. to put them more more organs in the music, more guitar in the music, more chopped and screwed. I, I, I had to differentiate my shit from the shit that people was trying to group me with mm -hmm. because it's like, nah, we all different. You know what I mean? There's probably like vibes that you get from us that's similar. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all, everybody's shit is actually different. You know what I mean? We all individuals. So, yeah, I, hopefully they don't burn it out, though. You know what I mean? Like if everybody just, you know, find their own frequency within that realm, mm -hmm. it'll be some cool shit. You know? I was going to ask you about the production on Bigger Than Texas, uh, speaking on that, because yeah. uh, I want to know. Was there like a lot of live instrumentation uh, within the production? Because some of the yeah, beats... like Tavares, uh, man, he works with the homie. Like uh, his name is Hijinx. He's on the he gets on the guitar, and goes crazy. Okay, and yeah. Tavares and had like those bass lines, all that man, shit. Man, you they, can hear that bass yeah, on some of yeah. them songs. You get yeah, like, yeah, it's a lot of that, man. Like even like uh, I think the one with Bun, like you could just hear it. It sounds mm -hmm. like a, a almost a UGK type vibe and Absolutely. shit like that, man. So yeah, it's just you know like we trying to. Honestly, like, I I really feel like country rap tunes is a dying thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. trap kind of took over, and I still think that's a part of country rap tunes, yeah. but there is an original, there is the other part of the down south rap music, mm -hmm. like, you know, the Dungeon Family shit, the mm -hmm. UGK shit, the, the No Limit, the, you know what I mean? Even the Trail Entertainment era. All those type of beats and all those vibes still need to be, like, out here, you know yeah. what I mean? It all can be the the one way you know what right, i mean right. like we need the metro boom and shit mm -hmm. you know what i mean and all that type of shit too but you know we also need our other shit you yeah. know what i mean so we, i would like to see more niggas kind of like you know represent that shit too yeah because because man like without it then we we all like just in one thing you know right. what i mean like it ain't like the music that our forefathers like went to bat for you know right. what i mean like the shit that like when pimp c would like put our shit on one side and put their shit on the mm -hmm. other side mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we still got to represent that soul that we brought you yeah. know what i mean nah, for sure that church you know yeah. what i mean absolutely yeah. now nah, that that country rap tunes like that represents like that yeah like you said yeah. that soul that funk that, that, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like that, that humidity in the music you know man. what i'm saying I feel like you somewhere in fucking Appaloosa's, louisiana <laughs> you know you, like man. you know uh, uh, Hernando, Texas, Texas, you know what i mean like yeah you know <laughs> yeah like nah, just somewhere nah. like you know like where where, where where the people really live to this yeah. music you know nah, that's I mean? real man like yeah, for real. Get like, them cowbells. Yeah, get them, yeah, uh, get, yeah. You know, that organ in there. Yeah, that it's just certain, it's just certain, those little elements, like that guitar got to be, that twang got to be in there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you say, them organs, them 808s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know what song this was on, but you said, uh, you said a line, you said, uh, grown man, I ain't never had no stage fright. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that is that true? Nah, it's like I just never cared. Like I don't, I don't yeah. care what nobody think about me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like the first time I ever performed. I remember we was opening for J Cole, and a nigga, Mr. Rogers, was like, "Hey, you got some weed?" I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Go smoke real quick." I'm just standing in the back smoking. I had my song come on. He come and I had mic. I was like, "Oh, I got a rap." He's like, "Yeah." Like right, fuck, it's like fucking karaoke. All right, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just yeah. do this shit. So yeah, I mean it takes a while to find your pace for sure up there, and like what works for you. But for sure. 
like as far as being afraid to get in front of people, nah, I was a dumbass in high school. Like I didn't give a <laughs> shit. Like I was a I was a, a, a problem. Like right. not like like oh, crazy shit. I was just like I was a distraction in Got school. You. Yeah. Like, I was the first nigga to laugh, like, you know, that that person. So Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, nah, I can dig it, man. Yeah, I, I took that line as like you know, just having that confidence. Yeah, yeah, I uh, believe in my shit. You know, like I said, I don't give a fuck about none of this. Shit. Like, yeah, it's the less game. Like I said, I ain't uh -huh. in the rap game. In the less game, I'm less. Nigga. Yeah, Ellie Dollar, uh -huh. only in competition with yourself. <laughs> yeah, only with me, man. Like, yeah, for sure. What's some of the things that you do to you know keep those high vibrations and you know keep yourself motivated? Uh, stay to myself and my team. Stay around people that, that love and support what I do. And um, I stay out of mess. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like when niggas be, I, I be at the gym, they got a homie that be talking to me at the gym. He'll walk up to me and try to tell me about like the latest rap drama. And I'll be like, I don't know nothing about that, bro. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll tell you, what, you, you watch Sports Center this morning? You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. you know, like I just, I just stay out of everything. Like I don't, um, I'm not big on like, like you said, the whole competition thing. Like I'm not waking up checking what another nigga got going on. Cause when you've been in this game long enough and know how the game work, you don't really like you. You just gotta know how shit go. You know what I mean? Like like you know what's real and what you know all this shit made up. So yeah, bro. Like I don't. It, it's just it's not like just saying being nonchalant and not caring. But it's just being focused on what you got going on. It's really minding your business. Mm -hmm. I think if people mind their business, they'll be high vibration you know what i'm saying right. like, they'll be cool because it's like when you start consuming and that's what this, that's a bad part of social media when you start consuming everybody else's business mm -hmm. and shit ain't got nothing to do with you like when i hear people be like i gotta take a social media break bitch how long how often is you on this shit right you know what I mean? Right. What you mean? You gotta take a break, put your fucking phone down, delete the shit. What, yeah. What's going on? But like, you know, some folks, man, a lot of folks wake up and the first thing they doing is grabbing that yeah, phone. Yeah, and yeah, I nah, mean, yeah, until yeah. they go back to sleep, like it's like I get it, but that, that's that's a, that that could be dangerous. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? For sure. For you gotta sure. know how to your mental blood. health. You gotta definitely like tap out that shit yeah. and you know sit with your shit for a minute mm -hmm. go take a shit without your phone for once you know what i mean right right <laughs> some, like some people can't do that yeah <laughs> they <laughs> stomach their bowels might not even work bring a magazine or something bring it back bring it back to that era <laughs> right 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 les what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons you learn in the game life lessons uh i mean just the, the consistency part mm. um and how to handle the, the, you just don't get too high off the highs and too low off the lows. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta be able to, um, I see people like, they'll get so excited when they maybe think something's about to happen or something's seeming to go a certain way. And when it doesn't, they'll just vanish. You'll never hear from them again. Bro, that's happened to me so many times in this game. I done had the biggest execs hit me up and I ain't talking about like the rapper ones. I'm talking about the big ones. I done had uh, opportunities with other artists hit me up, shit like shit when it seemed like, oh man, this shit about to crack off and shit fell through. But I never just got, I didn't get high off the shit. I was like, I bet, well shit, nigga, we get back to work. Yeah. And when shit got bad, you know what I mean? Fuck it, back to work. What was always gonna get you straight is work. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just be consistent and just, you know, like don't get too high off the highs and too low off the lows, man. Just understand this shit keeps going, you yeah. know what I mean? And anything can happen. So the best thing to do is just, you know, work and, yeah. and, and just find a cool space mentally and just be prepared for anything. 
That's yeah. real, man. Um, can we talk about that for a second too, though, man? Like, don't get too high on the highs yeah. and don't get too low on the lows. Yeah. I think that's so important because, um, you know, in different scenarios, you know, something can go bad and you think it's the end of the world. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or, you know what I mean? Something go good and then, you know, you might treat other people funny thinking right. that this is the best thing right. that ever happened. thinking that you the hottest shit in the world and you handling people wrong and... I, I've seen it, bro. Yeah. I've seen people handle me that way. Hmm. Like, you know, try to like, you know, hold their nuts on a nigga like me. And then all of a sudden, like years pass by, you trying to do a joint project. Nah, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I seen how shit was. Yeah. But um, yeah, bro, like you don't get on no high horse. Cause perfect example, what I say is like, one of my closest homies and mentors, both of them, Slim Thug and motherfucking Bun B. They have fucked up my viewpoint of the entire rap game, every nigga I deal with, I look at them with because these two niggas is so real. And I don't mean that on no, like, niggas will be like, oh, he dick ride, nah, nah, it ain't that, bro. It's like literally just as human beings, these niggas, niggas is solid. And fuck that, not even just them two, really all the Houston rappers, Kiki, Paul Wall, all these niggas is just good niggas, men of their word, do what they say they gonna do, stand up dudes, they don't treat people funny. You don't see them shitting on nobody. I seen these niggas be superstars when it was hot, hot, hot. Hmm. Maybe when shit was cool for them, they hot again. Always the coolest niggas take time for everybody, bro. Like, it's just, they just good people, bro. So like, for me to see these dudes who are legendary dudes be good people like that, I have no understanding of seeing like a nigga who's only been kind of successful hmm. in this social media, fake ass successful era where everything ain't really what it seemed and they be handling people funny. Mm -hmm. But then when all of a sudden shit get funny, all of a sudden you mad humble again. Like, nah, bro, ain't nobody got time for that. You showed us who you was, man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like don't get too high off the highs. Like don't, don't buy into your own hype. Believe in yourself, be confident mm -hmm. and let that confidence come out of you naturally. But don't be no bitch ass nigga about it. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's real. Man, Ellie Dollar, man. Yeah. What else you got coming up, bro? What else can we be expecting from you? Man, uh, Bigger in Texas Deluxe album is going to come out probably end of this month. Um, got another album, Third Coast, coming out later this year. Uh, Midnight Club 2, we're working on that diligently. Uh, me and Mr. Rogers. Uh, you know, uh, Dio's, we got a new big store. You know, God's been good. We got this big new location in Houston. We're going to open that up in like September. Um, the brand keep growing. Uh, shout out to my partner, Georgie. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, oh, Boys in Blue, Boss Hog Outlaws coming soon. Me, Slim Thug, Killer Collion. Mm. That's pretty much done. Um, so you're going to see us out here representing with that. Um, Killer going to be dropping something soon. Slim going to be dropping soon. So, you know, everybody just moving like that, you know. More music, more merch, more moves, shows, all that shit. Wow. Yeah, man. Man, nah, that's what's up, bro, yeah. man. Ellie Dollar, man. Thanks for letting DGB pull up hey, on come you, on, man. Y'all family, man. We what, we fifteen years deep there, come man. On, this motherfucking shit for real, for real, for like, real, a long bro. time, for real, for, for real. It's it's tight seeing y'all grow and seeing y'all adapt. Cause you know, like we were talking earlier, this game has changed so many different ways. Nah, for sure. Not even just for me, even for the media outlets and 
And y'all definitely like, you know, was able to keep up with the times and, and stay on top of shit and, and continue to grow. So that shit cool. Nah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we both represent, you know, like, you know, stand down, yeah. being consistent. Nah, in fact, you know. DGB and motherfucking live mixtapes that that motherfucking um showcase that I did in motherfucking um, Oh yeah, South by Southwest. South by Southwest was probably one of the biggest things for my career at that time. Cause that's when I, I, I performed Rest in Peace Gangsta Boo. She was on stage before me. Yeah. I went up there, but I met Yant, Rest in Peace Yams. Yams. That's the first yeah, time me and Yams actually, well that wasn't the first time, but we, we ran into each other that night. Yeah. That's my nigga. But um, that night, I think my performance went well, and that's when I met it from Thomas and everybody from live. Yeah. And shit, from that point on, every time I dropped, they would put my shit at the very top, no questions asked. And that shit, you know, did wonders for a nigga career at that time. So yeah, nah. I always loved the DGB, man, for always supporting a real underground. This ain't no fake shit, this ain't no planet shit. This is real underground, grinding down south, third coast hustling, rap shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was that still that, you know what I mean? And yes, we sir. still rocking, man. Yes, sir. Still rocking, man. Yeah. Still building it brick by brick, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yes, sir. Much love, man. Yeah, man. Top of the top, we got what we got. A little, a lot, that shot me a shot.